Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. So I left a ton of movies off. I, I left a ton of titles off the list last week. We did episode 31, which is a Christmas episode. And then I said this week I'll do some NFL picks and that'll be it. I'm going to get to those in just a second because we're approaching the final week of the regular season, the 2019 NFL season. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Uh, but shit, I left a ton of I left a ton of stuff off the list last week, like just stuff that I'd actually like prepared for, like I had could audio clips and all that all that shit. And uh, and here I am. I, well, we we got to the like it was it was like three hours last week's <laughs> the Christmas episode is like three hours. So uh, maybe you can tell as I'm getting towards the end of last week's episode, I'm kind of uh, starting to get. Starting to rush through my top ten or my top five or whatever the hell it was, my Christmas must-watch things. Um, I forgot to mention some things that I hate, or did I? I don't even know what. What does this say? Oh yeah, jingle all the way. That's terrible. I don't mind having it on in the background though. But I didn't. I mentioned. I mentioned that I hate the Jim Carrey Grinch movie, which is true. Um. But I, I didn't mention the animated Grinch, the classic Grinch. That's a great one. And I didn't mention. Here's one. Hold on. Let me play. Let me let me play some of the ones that I had prepared to put on my list last week and then completely forgot to. Merry Christmas. Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. Well, that must have been some kind of doll. She was. And at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. Frank, this new holiday of yours is scratching me right where I itch. Let's do it then. All right. Festivus is back. I'll get the pole out of the crawl space. Dude, I can't believe it. I I I had gotten these clips prepared. Festivus, the uh, the strike is the name of the episode. Seinfeld, the final season of Seinfeld. The classic Festivus episode, of course, Festivus is every December 23rd. Frank Costanza invented the holiday. And it's one of my favorite Seinfeld episodes. And I can't, I can't believe I left it off. I, not intentionally. I had, prepared, I had prepared to put it on the list. And then the podcast gets to the three-hour mark. You have a Womack family spectacular. And your head's spinning and you forget Festivus. I can't believe it. Here's a little bit more of Festivus. The tradition of Festivus begins... With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. You, Kroger. My son tells me your company stinks. Oh, God. Quiet, you'll get yours in a minute. Kroger. You couldn't smooth a silk sheet if you had a hot date with a babe. Classic episode. 
I lost my train of thought. <laughs> and now, as Festivus rolls on, we come to the feats of strength. Not the feats of strength. Until you pin me, George, Festivus is not over. Oh, please, somebody stop this. Let's rumble! <laughs> That's my favorite. Uh, it's a tradition for me. Every year I have to, uh, yeah, at least once. I mean, it's on TV quite a bit, that episode. And uh, either way, I have to put it on. I have to watch it myself at least once. Probably several times. Because it's going to be on TV. Just like the Office Christmas episodes. I'm going to watch those a bunch. Uh, I mentioned Pee-wee. Yeah. Um the hell does this say nightmare before christmas is an interesting one i don't have to watch that at christmas time i have to watch it at halloween and i know it's is it a halloween movie it's a christmas it's both it's you know, whatever you want it's it has halloween shit and christmas shit in it so it's it's whatever you want it to be me i consider it to be a halloween movie it's and that's those are the parts that i enjoy the most the halloween the halloween parts um yeah, I don't. I don't have to watch it for Christmas, but now that I've mentioned it, I probably will watch it now. In any event, yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's that's a good one. Mr. Bean. I like to watch the Mr. Bean Christmas special. Kimmy and I watched that last week. Uh, this is not every year. Once once every couple decades, I like to watch the Dame Edna Christmas special from my childhood. It's very silly, but I enjoy it. Uh, what the hell does this say? Rich skis? I wish I could read my... It's nice that I can't read my handwriting. I don't know. Fresh Prince. The the episode of the Fresh Prince where they go up to the ski lodge and they get robbed. That's one of my favorites. Uh, oh yeah, I do have it on there. And um, I'm going to play you a clip from another favorite. And uh, let's take a listen here. This is number... Th oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, another Christmas classic is uh, one of my favorite episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And if you're not familiar with Curb Your Enthusiasm, shame on you. Go and watch it. Watch all of them. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, I think, I think that might be my favorite show. Um... Seinfeld, Simpsons, I mean, seasons like one through nine of Simpsons, The Office, and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Those would be my favorite comedies. <sighs> Mad Men, that's one of my favorite shows. Oh, there's a there's a Christmas episode of Mad Men that I watch every year. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but Curb is uh, probably the funniest show ever. Um, yeah, it's, it's my favorite show, I, I would have to say. In the Christmas episode is uh, Larry... He's he the on Christmas Eve he ate all the uh, he he ate all the Christmas cookies, uh, but they were actually supposed to be set up. Uh, his wife and his parent in laws, his mother and father in law and sister in law, spent the whole day making these Christmas cookies and setting them up. They were going to be part of a manger scene that they had prepared, and Larry didn't know that, so he ate all the Christmas cookies. And his wife his wife Cheryl asked why he ate baby Jesus, and he thought it was a monkey. So he eats all the Christmas cookies, and they're really pissed, and they go off to do some holiday things on Christmas Day, and he uh, he wants to make up for it, so he goes out, he drives around, nothing's open, he's trying to find a gift to make up for eating all the Christmas cookies, and he comes across a church where there's a live uh, manger reenactment taking place, so he hires the whole 
the whole crew, Joseph and Mary and all the other shepherds and whatnot, and the hay and the whole set and their own costume and everything. And he brings them to his to his house so they can set up as a nice surprise for his wife and his in-laws when they come home. And this is the scene where uh, the, the manger folks and Joseph, played by the hilarious David Koechner, they're setting up and, uh, and Larry's having a conversation with uh, David Koechner, who plays Joseph. This is fantastic. Look at this. This Thank is you. great. I love this. Thank you. Oh, they're going to be so thrilled when they come home. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Mary, Shepherds. It's our pleasure. Joseph, let me ask you something. Yes. Um, you mentioned something about some interest in food a little earlier. Well, we <clears> did <throat> talk about a huh? meal, yes. You want me to get a little takeout thing for you happening? That's fine. Huh? That's fine. Chinese, deli, what do you like, Joey? Yes. Huh? Yes. Yes to both. Yes to both. You want both? That'd be fantastic. Thank you. I guess you build up a kind of a big appetite standing out here doing nothing, huh? More than you'd think, yes. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. All right, maybe I'll get you some a little uh, orange chicken. Oh, huh? that's, yeah, sounds wonderful. You know, does that sound good? Yeah. But you got to be careful. They got a lot of hot peppers in there. Don't eat the peppers. I like the peppers. You like the peppers? I have the tongue for it, yes. Joseph likes the peppers. Yes, I do. All right, very good. I confess. It should also be noted, I'm just going to cut in here for a sec, uh, that Larry has also, throughout the last several episodes, he's been going, uh, because he, uh, well, let's just say he has uh, he has one of his wife's pubic hairs stuck, lodged in his throat. And at the beginning of this episode, he went to the doctor to see what he could do about it. Uh, he said, either you could go through, we have a painful procedure where I have to go in and get it out, or you could just flush it out and wait and be patient, and in a couple days or a couple weeks, drink fluids, and it'll it'll just flush out on its own. So Larry says, eh, I don't want to go through that. I'll just flush it out on my own. And that's important information for the rest of the scene. Hey, Joseph, so, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Are you okay? <clears throat> I got a pubic hair stuck in my throat. Oh, that's unfortunate. I can't get rid of this thing. It's killing me. Okay. It's driving me nuts, Joseph. Driving me nuts. I'm not interested in your personal... Uh... Oh, boy. That married, by the way, has quite the bot. What? Come on, Joey, between you and me. You and Mary, huh? you don't feel like it every now and then? What do you do? No, I, you know what? We're leaving. That's it. Let's pack it what? up. We're leaving. What? Come on, Joe. I'm not going to stand for this. Don't Joe me. We're leaving. You will take Get it back. Off. You will stand right here and take it down. Damn, Joseph. Take it back. Shut up, Mary. Get off me. Wait a second. Pubic hair. It's out. Ah, uh, classic. Classic Curb. Classic Larry David. Oh, man. That's one of my... There's not a bad episode of that show. There's not a bad episode. The least funny episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm is still funnier than, like, 90% of anything, anything else on, on television. 
I mean, it's, oh, it's, it's the best. So yeah, I have to watch uh, Larry, Joseph, and Mary is the title of the episode from season three. Uh, I have to watch that every year for the holidays. That gets me, that really gets me in the spirit of things. Um, God, I wish I knew what the hell. Oh, it says Rick Steves. That's what it says. Like rich skies, rich skis, rich sleeves. Rick Steves. Uh, yeah, that's another one. That's another must-watch. I love Rick Steves and his European Christmas because he travels to Scandinavia. He tra- all the best. He goes to Norway. He goes up into the the Alps, I think. He goes up into the Swiss Alps, and they go skiing at night, like twilight skiing down the mountain with like torches. It's so goddamn cozy. Anyways, I love Rick Steves. I love to go on Rick Steves European Christmas with Rick Steves. Let's take a listen to some of it. Just up the fjord, Norway's capital, Oslo, celebrates Christmas with a more urban charm. Streets are decorated. Locals, not ready to rely on the Yulanessa, are out shopping. And good cheer is abundant. Christmas in Oslo feels low-key. You'll find it best you. not on the streets or in the malls, but in the homes with friends. We were in this place in September and it felt like Christmas. Youthful voices fill the city's oldest church. The old Acker Church, which dates mm. back to the 12th century, mm-hmm. hosts the Norwegian Girls Choir for an Advent concert. And this is the time of the year when Cliffy sits down at his Womack family holiday spectacular on Hilton Head Island and enjoys watching the Norwegian Oslo Girls Choir. He may locate the Yule Log sooner than we think, and it happens to be in his pants. This tradition dates back to the mid-90s, the first time that Cliffy Boy found his Yule Log and toggled his balls for the very first time. Won't you come with me to Hilton Head Island? That way we can all spend our Christmas holiday by the fire, watching the Oslo Girls Choir and toggling our balls to the festive sounds and sights of the season. I know Cliffy will be there. Cliffy, won't you come with me? I know you will, you sick bastard. I'm Rick Steves. See you at the spectacular. I would imagine something like that. That would be the... That would be the... (laughs) Maybe that's next year's Womack Family Spectacular. Deck the halls and toggle the balls. It's a (laughs) Womack Family Holiday Spectacular on Hilton Head Island. It'll be high noon in the low country. If you catch my drift. Oh, Rick Steves, you character you. Oh, Cliffy, you character you. Always a tradition at the Womack family holiday house. Cliffy watching the Oslo Girls Choir. Toggling his balls all the live long day. It's Yuletide cheer. Endless Yuletide cheer. Alright, let's, let's hurry up here. Did I mention that we... I think... I mentioned that we saw Frozen 2 a couple weeks ago. I don't think... What I didn't mention was... So we go to this place called Chunkies. Movie theater called Chunkies. And, uh, you know, it's dinner and a movie. They have long tables and old uh, repurposed, like... They look like they're chairs from, like, a high-top conversion van. They're on wheels. They recline. And they're very comfortable. I think they're very comfortable. 
And uh, yeah, you, you know, dinner or movie. So you go, you get your reserve your table, you reserve your seat, watch the movie. I eat my reservoir dogs, my hot dogs, my notch, my Mission Impossible nachos, and uh, yeah, and we watch a motion picture. And we went and saw Frozen a couple weeks ago. I, I mentioned that. I mentioned the kids. They they thought it was so boring. I thought it was so boring. Uh, Frozen, you know, Frozen stinks. One and two, just just terrible, just terrible. Uh, but one of the uh, one of the more enjoyable parts of the movie, and I, by that I mean not at all, was uh, we sat. Uh, there was a table behind us filled with little girls. What a surprise! Frozen two, little girls everywhere. And at some point during the middle of the movie, these children who were, eh, 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 maybe like my kid's age. I don't know. In that uh, yeah, nine, ten, eleven range. They, they decided to wheel their little chairs up to, like, right behind our table. I guess to get a closer view. It's like, what do you, what do you need? What does being two feet closer do to help anybody? So they move up, and then they're behind us, and now they're, like, they're like giggling and chatting. And they're singing all the songs, because they know all the songs. Because they've probably listened to the songs a million times. This, this is probably their seventh viewing of the movie. So they know all the fucking songs. It's like, I don't really want to hear these songs to begin with, but if I'm going to hear these songs, I want to hear the people who get paid millions of dollars and for whom I paid my hard-earned money to listen to sing these songs, not some fucking sixth-grade jackass and all of her little friends behind me. So that was fun. And I, you know, I turned around and, you know, I gave them the stink eye and I, I shooed them. Like, you know, I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? And, uh, and on top of that, like, hello... You have you have seats at a table for a reason. Uh, n not only so you have a table, to you know, so you have your seat and you have a table in front of you, so you can have plates of food and drinks and things like that. Uh, but it's also like there's the aisleways between the tables. That's so people can walk back and forth without creating a fire hazard. Particularly, you know, you see all these guys and girls with t-shirts that say Chunkies on them, and they're holding big trays with food, like at a restaurant, because it kind of is a restaurant. Yeah, they don't need you sitting in the middle of the aisle, jackass. Yeah, you see they carrying all those glasses and plates and, you know, hot food and stuff like that. Yeah, they might like it if you got the fuck out of the way. So finally they moved back. I just I couldn't... And I, I, just, I was talking in a normal speaking voice. Like, what are you doing? Why are you... I'm, I'm looking at Kim. I'm like, why are they here? Why are they right behind us? Why can't they go... Why, go back and eat. Go back to your table where you belong. Sipping high. Reserve these seats next time if you want these seats, jackass. <sighs> Anyways, and then we saw Star Wars last week. So here's uh, uh I, I loved it. Um, I'm not, I'm not gonna give anything away. Obviously, people haven't seen it. Blah blah blah. Um, it felt. I, yeah, you know, I don't even know if I really want to talk about it. I, by the way, I'm just gonna say I love those those three. I love the Force Awakens. I love uh, the Last Jedi. A lot of people really hated The Last Jedi. I love The Last Jedi. Uh, I I love it even more. Um, you know, the first time I saw it in the theater, you watch the whole thing. The next couple of times I see it on video and I watch the whole thing. And then, you know, the thing that makes me not like it is any of those scenes in the casino. Because it's pointless, A. And it's lame. And it's pointless and lame. And lame and pointless. Um, so the last like several viewings of Last Jedi, I've just skipped through all of those parts, and it's an even uh, not that I hate the, the casino stuff. I don't like. Well, yeah, I do hate it. Um, 
It also, it reminds me of, like, the original, it, re it reminds me of, like, episodes one through three. It just, like, it's just really cheesy. It's just real, I don't know, it's like George Lucasy, but in the worst ways, the worst possible ways. Just, just characters and stuff going on that just, who cares? Like, nobody needs, this just completely takes me out of the movie, and it's just not, not necessary. It's not necessary, and it's not wanted. And I was talking to Shimo the other day, and I found out that he does the same thing. He skips over all those parts on the uh, on the casino planet. Uh, so that makes it even more enjoyable. But I love I love that movie, and I love uh, I love this latest one, The Rise of Skywalker. And people either seem to love it or hate it. Uh, like a lot of these Star Wars movies, it's pretty polarizing. Uh, I loved it. Yeah, there's there's plenty of flaws. There's plenty of things where you can sit there and say like, what? Why did that? Ha why did they do that? But if they, why does that? That doesn't make sense. Who cares? It's fucking. It's puppets and robots flying through space. Like let's, you know, space wizards and puppets and Wookies, <laughs> which is a just a giant puppet with a guy in it. Uh, you know, let's. I I really decided a long time ago in a galaxy not that far away that I'm, I'm not going to think too deeply on these on these movies and maybe it's made it more enjoyable I don't know but I just I love them I love all th all the latest ones and I love Rogue One I love I recently rewatched all of them for the millionth time and Rogue One gets better the last 40 minutes of Rogue One is just so goddamn good it's it's maybe the best 40 minutes of any of the any any Star Wars movie and then uh, Solo we saw that in the theater a couple years ago, and and then I bought it when it came out, and I never watched it. I just didn't, you know, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth, but I went back and watched it again, and I love it. It's great. Tons of action. That's all you want. When you got, when you got Wookiees and puppets and robots flying around space, like, you know, let's go easy on the dialogue, and let's, uh, you know, let's have some, let's have some Star Wars. Shoot, shoot those fucking blasters. Um, and the, yeah, the Rise of Skywalker is like a two-hour video game. It's just like, there's, I don't think they held a single shot for more than like three seconds. It's just, it's literally all over the place. There's, you know, it's just non-stop action. And that's, that's what I wanted. And, uh, yeah, you know, there's uh, stuff that could be easy to criticize, but I don't, I'm, I just don't care. And maybe I'll see it a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth time, and my opinion will change and go back and forth a lot of times. But, uh, I don't know, I really liked it. If it, it felt like a different movie in a way. Like you, I, I feel like this latest trilogy, you could almost take all three of them, Force Awakens and The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker, and it almost feels like they're three, they're movies that are part of three different trilogies, and they, you know, just kind of pick, pulled them out of their own trilogy and kind of pieced them together in a way. Like, it feels like Force Awakens could be part of a trilogy, and the Last Jedi, like they feel so different. And yes, there's different, you know, J.J. Abrams, then Rian Johnson, and then back to J.J. Abrams. And yeah, it does feel like in parts that J.J. Abrams is like trying to, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of nostalgia, and you know, doing some things like you know, wink, wink, yeah, yeah, I, I heard your feedback. Here's some here's some stuff for you. Again, without giving <laughs> anything away. Hopefully, not giving anything away. Um, I'll have to go back and listen. I don't think I spoiled anything. I just had, uh, I don't think so. Anyways, yeah, it's, it's just like a, it's like a non-stop video game. There's lots of stuff going on, you know, action-wise, and, uh, you know, and some, you know, some little surprises and twists and, 
and uh, nostalgia, and uh, and then it's over. And it's like, okay, I enjoyed that. I just had fun for the last two hours. I really had a good time. Um, I thought I was gonna be more emotional than I was. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't like get teary-eyed or anything during it, which I was I was fairly surprised about. But uh, the only well, I shouldn't say that. I got teary-eyed three different times. Uh, one, the first two times was when Cam. Uh, when the title, the Star Wars title, came on the screen as it always does, and then you know the, the you know the little the little narrative, the little whatever crawls across the screen, um, and Cam pulled up behind me, and in her little wheeling chunky's chair, and she put her arm, she hooked her arm around my arm, and then leaned her head into into my shoulder, and that was very very sweet, and that's when I got emotional because uh, I thought that was very nice. It was just completely out of nowhere. Um, that was really that was really nice. <laughs> that had nothing really to do with the movie, but that was a nice moment. And then later on, during another scene, uh, she did the same thing. She grabbed my my arm and put it over her shoulder, and and then leaned into me, and I gave her a big squeeze, and she held my head my hand, and it was just really nice. It was completely unexpected, completely out of nowhere, and uh, and it was just so sweet and so nice. And those were the two times that I got kind of, you know, teary-eyed and choked up and had nothing to do with the movie. It was just very sweet. And the third time uh, was when I asked if they had relish for my Reservoir Dogs, and they did not. And that was that was maybe the only real letdown of the night was not having relish for my Reservoir Dogs so I could enjoy relish. I like, I like ketchup and mustard and relish on my hot dog. I know some people are like, oh, it's blasphemy if you put ketchup on a hot dog. And I'm from the school that says, like, who the fuck cares what somebody else puts on their goddamn hot dog? Uh, you know, if somebody wants to put a fucking tub of mayonnaise on their hot dog, <laughs> I'm not going to stop them. That's not a great idea health-wise, but, you know. So fuck you. I'm going to put ketchup and mustard and relish on my hot dog. I like to have the whole stoplight on my hot dog. Ah. <sighs> But that was nice. I mean, you got to figure too. You know, they they had all the time. The Force Awakens. They had all I don't know all the time in the world. And it was still a, a tight deadline, I'm sure. But they had you know a little bit of time to like to build up to that. And then it's like, okay, the clock's ticking. We've got to come up with this next one in two years. And then the next one's got to be two years later. We have a very strict schedule to get these things into the theater. So like, yeah, I, I can imagine there was uh, probably especially with this third one or the ninth one, whatever you want to call it, I would imagine there's probably a lot of scrambling being done over the last couple of years. Probably, uh, yeah, it was probably a nightmare, I would think, working on that. Working on that, whether it was in production, post-production, in the editing booth, in the editing bays, I, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what a nightmare that must have been putting it together. And then that's got to suck, because you know 50% of the people are going to shit all over it, no matter what, no matter what. And, uh... And I'm not one of them. I thought it was. I thought it was awesome. I fucking loved it. Uh, yeah, it was good to be there on opening night. You know, I, I hate when people. I hate when people applaud at the end of a movie. Like, what are you, what are you applauding? For? Nobody's here. They, they don't know you're applauding. Take a video of yourself applauding and then like send it to them, tweet it to. Them. I don't. I don't know. Just applaud. But everybody applauded. I figured it would happen. It was nice. It was actually nice because I thought like, you know, this was, there was definitely some hardcore nerds in that auditorium. And I could tell because um, of a lot of like dudes in their late 40s with jeans and trench coats. Uh, so uh, some hardcore Star Wars fans. Uh, 
and they, yeah, everybody, everybody kind of, uh, you know, cheered and applauded at the end, and and everybody gasped and went, "What?" during, you know, some of the, uh, you know, big reveals, I guess, um, or some of the some of the swerves. It was a lot of fun. It was great. The kids loved it. We all loved it. And uh, yeah, that's a huge feat to pull something like that off. So I, I'm not going to be super nitpicky about like minor grievances and things like everybody else. Again, you know, it's a movie that's got puppets and robots and space wizards flying around, like... And I'm not trying to diminish Star Wars, I'm just saying, like, it, it's a movie. Just leave it alone, like... You don't have to like it, but, like, maybe maybe don't base your whole, you know, life's existence and purpose and identity on... On the Star Wars, on how disappointed you were by a Star Wars movie. Like, relax. If you didn't like these last three ones, you can always go back and watch Empire Strikes Back. So, you know, fuck off. Um, yeah, but uh, I really enjoyed these. And then I was thinking, I, I do that thing that I, I... I never do this, and I don't like... I don't like when shit gets ranked. I just... Because it's somebody... It's one person, or maybe like a, a, a small panel of people in a magazine or a website or something that are ranking things. And like, that's... They ranked it. The top 100 video games of all time. Ah, oh, yes, this everyone should be agreeable to this list. The top 20 comedy shows of the best, the top 100 SNL actors, cast members of all time. Like, oh my god, the best rock album. Like, it's it's just a couple of people making up this list, and everybody goes nuts. What? That's not the list. Like, it, it's subjective. Somebody gets paid to write an article. Like, relax. So I I try to stay away from lists. Uh, having said that, here's my list. <laughs> I did a list of my top Christmas specials last week, and this week I'm doing a list of, uh, yeah, I, I really, I spent not a lot of time on this, but I, I did, like, I'm st I still look at it and I kind of scratch my head, like, is that really it? Is that really how I feel about these? Because whichever one I'm watching, like, I'm not going to watch the ones I hate. Like, I'm never going to watch Phantom Menace again. I've seen it enough. I've seen it several times. It doesn't get better. It only gets worse. It's a gigantic turd that's my opinion there might be somebody there's somebody out there who says that's my favorite one that's the best one I don't know who this lunatic is but he or she is out there somewhere and this phantom menace like spoke to them for some reason that I will never comprehend so like whatever to me it shouldn't even like exist like don't even watch it you don't and you don't even need to watch it it gives you nothing an annoying kid playing Darth Vader as a kid like, it's terrible. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's that's obviously at the bottom of my list. So it's one that I'm, I'm not gonna watch, like ever. I've seen it enough. There's nothing. There's nothing else to get from it. It sucks, and so I'm not gonna watch it. Uh, so if I'm watching a Star Wars movie, I'm watching like you know, yeah, I'm watching Empire Strikes Back, or I'm watching Rogue One, or I'm watching something. Yeah, Last Jedi. I'm watching. I'm watching one of the ones that I really, really enjoy. I can watch over and over again. So if I'm watching, you know, whenever I watch Rogue One, I think like, man, this this might be my favorite one. It's so good, especially the end, especially the last hour. It's just so good. But then I'll watch, uh, you know, watch Empire Strikes Back, and I'm like, ah, this is just a classic. This is just so great. And then Return of the Jedi, like, yeah, Ewoks, meh. But then, you know, those final, you know, Luke and Darth Vader and the Emperor and all those scenes, it's like, ah, oh, it's so, it's just so great. It's so great. Uh, but I figured I would make a list at this very moment, at this point in time, 
and this is like, you know, it's not static, it's dynamic, it changes. It's just, you know, time or whatever, and, you know, it's going to change the list. Other Star Wars movies might come out. Maybe maybe the best Star Wars movie is yet to even come out. It's, it's completely different, it doesn't have any of these guys, no more Skywalkers, no more Rey and Finn, it's just like, you know, uh, who knows? Um, just like The Mandalorian is like one of the best things. And it's, you know, there's no... There's no Luke Skywalker. There's no. There's no BB-8. <laughs> at least not yet, anyways. Um, but it's just. It's you know. And maybe maybe those characters will make cameos at some point, and maybe not at all. But here's the thing: they don't need to because it's just such a great show. Anyways, my point is, at this moment in time, here's my list that you did not ask for of my of the eleven Star Wars movies that exist. There's three trilogies, plus there's two standalones. That makes 11. Uh, a distant, shouldn't even be on the list. Uh, yeah, Phantom Menace. It's just, I hate every second of that movie. I hate every bit of it. Um, and it's terrible and it's awful, and I just despise that movie. Uh, so that's 11. Attack of the Clones. I guess I can kind of watch it here and there if it's on. I don't hate it as much as Phantom Menace, but boy, oh boy, is it, a, it stinks. Revenge of the Sith, that's number nine. Uh, you know, there's there's some cool parts of it. It's still, and I can't stand that Hayden Christensen, just awful as Anakin. And I hate that they went back and they redid the end of Return of the Jedi. You know, where Luke looks and he sees he sees his father and he sees Obi Wan and he sees Yoda, the fo the Force ghosts. And it used to be the guy who played you know the unmasked Darth Vader. And I loved that scene. And now, he t now Luke looks over and he sees Obi Wan, and he sees Yoda, and then he sees Hayden Christensen as Anakin, and it just it ruins. That used to be my favorite ending of any movie ever. I love the end of Return of the Jedi. It's such a feel good, happy, blah blah blah. And uh, and now I just I can't even watch it. So that's that's actually like just putting George Lucas just putting Hayden Christensen in for two seconds as the Force Ghost Anakin Skywalker in Return of the Jedi has, like, knocked that whole movie down several pegs just from that scene alone because I can't stand that kid. Uh, so, yeah, so the, the episode three is my number nine. Uh, number eight, uh, episode four, Star Wars, the original, The New Hope. Uh, it's a great movie. Um, I never... When I was a kid, I was never a Star Wars guy as a kid, and I think because I saw episode four... And kind of just thought it was boring. <laughs> and it's not... It's not that it's boring, per se. There's there's action, and the stuff that would be, quote, boring, you know, it's important to the story, to the characters, exposition, this and that, explaining why things are the way they are, because when this came out, there was no Star Wars. This was the first one. So it's like, here you go. Let me tell you about why these characters are here. And, you know, maybe start to piece together why they're important and they're related and they're meeting each other and interacting, blah, blah, blah. But it's not my favorite. I, I usually, I usually, if I'm going to watch the original ones, I, I watch Empire Strikes Back and I watch Return of the Jedi. But it's a great, it's still a great movie. The fact that it's right next to Revenge of the Sith is misleading. I put those episode one, two, and three would be like in a separate bucket of just like, you know, really crappy, try not to watch. Uh, blah, blah, blah. They're not so great. Episode 4 being at the bottom of the list of Star Wars movies, or being 8th on the list, it's like, it's a very... Uh, everything from 1 to 8 is like, they could almost all be tied. 
But anyways, number seven, uh, the Han Solo movie. I really, I, I really enjoy it. It's good. I didn't love the kid who plays Han Solo. I just didn't like his voice. He didn't sound like Han Solo to me, but didn't sound at all like Harrison Ford. But I like the movie. There's there's tons of action, and uh, I like the characters. I like some of the twists. And I hope I hope they uh, you know whether it's a show on Disney Plus or maybe another movie or two. Uh, I, I hope that's not the last that we see of these characters. I, I like I like that Solo movie. Uh, this is where it gets tough because everything's kind of interchangeable. Uh, six, I put Force Awakens. I love that movie. I just love it. Um, I love that we spend so much time with Han Solo, and we get to meet Ray and Finn and Poe and all these new characters. We get to see, you know, Leia shows up, and we get to, you know, there's a there's a second or two of Luke at the end, but we get to see all these characters on the screen as their original Star Wars characters for the first time in 30 years, uh, 30 plus years. So it's awesome. And uh, yeah, Kylo Ren introduces you know new villains. You've got just new char- the new, the old, and uh, it's really I thought it was really nice storytelling. And yes, it's very much Episode Four, uh, just with new you know now Ray is the new Luke and all that stuff. But it's I love it. I don't care. I thought it was great. Uh, number <laughs> number five, uh, Last Jedi. This is where it gets really tricky because maybe Last Jedi is number three or number four, but as of right this second, Last Jedi is number five. A lot of people hated it. I did not hate it at all. I just explained why. Um, I love the stuff with Rey and Luke. I love the battle, the fight scenes, any of the any of the space battles, and the fights at the end with Luke and uh, you know, Kylo Ren and all this stuff. Um, I love the some of the nostalgia that we got, you know, some of the old characters showing up. Uh, yeah, it was great. I loved it. Um, what's next? Oh, number four. Yeah, this is like... This is where I'm not... I, I Yeah, I would put uh, Return of the Jedi would be number four. I'm, I'm calling an audible. I had Return of the Jedi at number three. But now that I've, I've talked myself back into putting it at number four because of the hate... If they took out Hayden Christensen and put back the original actor who played Anakin, it would be number three. But I, I hate how they ruined it with that that ruined so much of the movie for me that last second uh but it's great it's you know the original trilogy coming to an end and such a nice neat package you know stuff gets resolved uh, the bad guys are defeated the good guys win they celebrate uh they play drums on the, the ewoks play drums on the skulls of the fallen storm stormtroopers it's just uh you know and I, I love the scenes with luke and and vader at the end it's great it's great, blah blah blah. Uh, number three, uh, Rogue One is just so good. Uh, it's it's basically the events leading immediately up to the beginning of Episode Four. You know where this uh, this ragtag group of <laughs> whatever they uh, uh, yeah. I mean, if you have you seen it, if you haven't seen it, go see it. It's everything leading up to you know getting uh, you know setting up the rebellion so they can take down the death star basically the 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 title credits that crawl across the screen that scroll in episode four explaining everything that happened rogue one is is that title sequence that's it's a whole movie basically that title sequence coming to life in a whole movie and the last scene of rogue one leads into the very first scenes of episode four and it's 
it's awesome. It's so good. The characters are so good. Uh, the writing is great. Everything's... I just love it. I love it. And yeah, the last hour, 45 minutes, whatever it is, it's just phenomenal. It's it's just perfect. Uh, number two. <laughs> um, I... This is new. It's, it's fresh in my head, so maybe this will change upon multiple viewings, but having seen it just once, I'm putting Rise of Skywalker at number two on my list. That's right. Rise of Skywalker is number two on my list of Star Wars movies uh, because I just loved it that much. And yes, it has flaws, and yes, there's things that they didn't do that I wish that they had done, and there's, you know, everybody's got their way that they would have done things, but uh, all things considered... It's just a great, it's just fun, it's full of action, it's full of, you know, there's there's little surprises, there's little things, it's just, I loved it, I loved it, and it's number two for me. And then, number one, come on man, Empire Strikes Back, I, I would be hard pressed to, to bump that off the top of the list. Just from, uh, you know, when Star Wars, uh, when, when Star Wars goes out into the snow to have a battle, that's, that's always going to win points with me anyways. So, you know, all of the Hoth stuff, uh, you know, we meet Yoda for the first time, we get a huge, uh, spoilers in case you haven't seen these movies in the last 40 years, <laughs> they've been around 42 years, uh, we get the big reveal, I am your father, uh, you know, it's just, it's just great, you know, we get, we get Lando for the first time, Lando Calrissian. And uh, uh, I love it. I love Empire Strikes Back. Action, surprises, characters. It's what more could you ask for? And uh, yeah, so there you go. There's the list of my top 11, my, my, the 11 Star Wars movies ranked by me that nobody asked for. And nobody's listening at this point, so it doesn't even matter. Uh, yeah, but I, I, it's fucking Star Wars, man. Just give me anything. I love Star Wars... Uh, Star Wars Rebels, the animated series. I'm way far behind on it, but it's really good. Uh, yeah, I just... Any of this shit. Star Wars, man. And I love Star Wars. I love watching Star Wars movies on Christmas. Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Uh, just in the winter in general. Those are good, like, winter Christmassy movies to me. I just... I'm so happy. It's Christmas Eve. Watching Star Wars. Watching Star Wars. What could be better? Other than a delicious Elio's pizza. Anyway, so there's my Star Wars rankings. And finally, oh, I didn't for, I almost forgot. Let me flip back in my my notes here. Oh yeah, uh, I, I forgot another uh, another movie last week that I had prepared and planned to talk about. Um, it's it's a weird one. It's one of my favorites, and at the same time, it's not one of my favorites. If I'm watching, like, the first, I don't know, 45 minutes of this movie, it's one of my favorites. The last uh, the last act or so of the movie, I don't really care. I just don't care. I don't care about things being resolved. I don't want to see any of that stuff. Uh, I, don't, I don't care about resolutions to things. I just want to see the jokes and the gags and the funny stuff. And this movie that I completely had prepared to put on the list last week and left out is... Number oh no, we're not ranking. It's somewhere on the list. It's it's somewhere in the top like fifteen, and it is this movie. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. 
Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! I'm in a store, and I'm singing! Hey! There's no singing in the North Pole. Yes, there is! No, it's not. We sing all the time. No, it's not. Especially when we make toys. So really, I'd better scurry. Well, maybe just a half a drink more. The neighbors might think Say, what's in this drink? I wish I knew how To break the spell I ought to say no, 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 sir At least I'm gonna say that I try What's the sense of hurting my friend? I really can't stay So there you have it. Elf, as <clears throat> I can't believe I forgot that. I left it off the list last week, but that's that's a top whatever. But again, I really enjoy the beginning of the movie. The end, I don't really care. I don't I don't care about the you know, getting Santa, blah blah blah. I just like the I like the funny stuff, the gags where he's a fish out of water in New York City making all kinds of mistakes. Good stuff. All right. One last thing and then we're out of here. Oh, yeah, that's right. One last regular season Sunday. One last pick of all of the games from Johnny Boy. By the way, I forgot two ga- I didn't pick two games last week. The Miami and the Oakland game. I just, like, skipped right over them as, let's be honest, probably so did the rest of the world. I mean, we had we had a legendary battle to see who would get the... The first pick in the draft. The Bengals win that. Did I, the Dolphins won the game, but did, I think the Bengals really won. They won the war because they get the first pick in the draft. I, I would have picked the Dolphins, but I didn't, so it doesn't count. I would have picked Oakland over the Chargers, but I didn't, so whatever. I was 12-2, and two, though. I picked New England over the Bills. That was a great game. Texans over Buccaneers. That was a great game. Correct. 49ers over the Rams, great, that was a good game, yeah, that was good, Uh, okay, so I got that one, Falcons over the Jaguars, correct, Ravens over the Browns, correct, Saints over Titans, correct, Colts over Panthers, correct, I forgot to pick Dolphins, Bengals, we'll skip that, I picked the Steelers over the Jets, I was incorrect, I picked the Redskins over the Giants, that was an overtime game. It's it's amazing the two all the the terrible teams had overtime games. That's what I I said this weeks ago. When you have the worst teams in the NFL, you have the worst teams in the league battling each other. Watch those games. It may not be pretty, but it's going to be fun, and it's probably going to go to overtime because uh, you know either you know the, the loser gets the the better draft pick, the winner gets to say they're not as bad as the loser, and uh, everybody's kind of a loser. So it's it's good fun. And wouldn't you know, Bengals-Dolphins was an overtime game. Redskins-Giants was an overtime game. I was wrong about Redskins-Giants. I thought the Redskins would have won, but they lost in overtime. Okay. So I missed those two games. Pittsburgh and New York and uh, Giants and Redskins. I was wrong about those two games. Everything else was correct. 
I had correctly called the what is it? Where was it? The the the, the Broncos defeated the Lions. Thank you. Philadelphia over Dallas. Oh, I was wrong about Seattle and the Cardinals. Cardinals won. That was shocking. I guess it's not that shocking. Chiefs over the Bears. Not shocking. And a Monday night, the final Monday night football game of the year on Festivus, the Packers defeat the Vikings. The question is, what will happen in this final week, week 17, the finale of the 2019 NFL football season? The Dolphins are headed to New England to play the Patriots, and of course I'm going to take the Patriots over the Dolphins. Hold on. i write this down, as always. Let me get to my trusty notepad and write these down so I can come back and uh, be able to tell you where I was right. New England over Miami. That's I think I'll be right about that. But, you know, that's the thing. Dolphins, sometimes they shock the Patriots in December. I don't think it's going to happen this time, though. Uh, Jets, Bills, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills over the New York football Jets. Browns, Bengals, oh god, who cares? Hmm, I think that I'll take the Browns. Because they're named after poop. The team name is named after the same color as poop. Lions, Packers, I'm going to take Green Bay. Chargers Chiefs, I'll take the Kansas City Chiefs over the Chargers of Los Angeles. Uh, let's see, Bears Vikings. What do I want here? I want the I want the Minnesota Vikings. I think they're gonna win. That's that's gonna be my pick. Falcons Buccaneers. To me, I think this could be this could be the game to watch this weekend. There's nothing on the line for either of these teams except it's you know it's all the games in the finale, the final week are division games. I think Tampa Bay is going to win. The Falcons have been on a pretty good tear as of late, and I think it's going to come to an end. I think they're going to get a reality check, courtesy of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Saints-Panthers, I'm going to go with New Orleans. Cowboys-Redskins, Dallas needs to win, man. They're going to win. I hate to say it. I want them to lose, but they'll win. Raiders and Broncos will end with... I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go with Denver. That's probably a bad pick. I'm going to go with Denver, though. Cardinals and Rams. I'll go with the Rams. Eagles-Giants. That's a game to watch, too, because the uh, Eagles, you know, they're, they're still in it. Ah, oh, man. Philadelphia. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Colts-Jaguars. I think that Indy will beat the Jaguars. Steelers, Ravens, I'll go with Baltimore. Eh. You know what? I'm going with Pittsburgh. There's the shock. They, oh God, they lost to the Jets last week. Are you crazy? Baltimore. <laughs> Don't be stupid, Hopkins. <sighs> Tennessee Titans and the Houston Texans. Titans are playing for their lives, man. They're, they're in the playoffs right now, but they could be out of it. I think the Titans will win, and I think the 49ers will beat the Seahawks, and I think the Steelers, Raiders, and Cowboys, they're on the bubble now, and I think they will officially be eliminated this Sunday. The playoff picture as it stands right now, that's the playoff picture we're going to get. That's what'll happen in football this Sunday.
All right. You know, I love this song. It's a little slow, though. This, uh... We're walking in the Tom Chaplin, the lead singer of Keen. We're floating in the moonlit sky. It's, uh, it's only like two years old, but I really love this song. But we gotta end the podcast, uh... Maybe a little more uh, up-tempo here. A little more up-tempo here on the Casey's Countdown. Uh, there we go. That's the one. Let's turn this up a little bit. Come on. Ah, uh, yes. There we go. All right. I've gone on for way longer. Time to go. I'm exhausted. I've given you my heart and my NFL picks and my Star Wars rankings and a bunch of other nonsense that nobody asked for. Okay. Uh, This has been the Christmas Eve bonus episode of the Birthday Boy Podcast. I'm not really sure why. Oh, yeah, football football picks and some movie stuff and corrections from last week. Who cares? Hey, uh, it's Christmas Eve, so have a great, great Christmas, uh, Merry Christmas. Oh, by the way, I realized something as I'm about to sign off here. Uh, I've come to realize over the years <laughs> that I have deliberately switched from Merry Christmas to Happy Holidays, and it's purely out of spite. So I want that to be your takeaway from the Birthday Boy podcast this year. Uh, you know, positivity is dumb and uh, spite is important. It's an important quality to possess. Hold grudges. Hold them well into the new year and beyond. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I this whole like bullshit war on Christmas that's non-existent. I used to say Merry Christmas all the time. And uh, sometimes people will say Happy Holidays. And nobody really gave a shit either way. You say Merry Christmas, you say Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays... Happy New Year, Happy Festivus, whatever. And nobody cared. Nobody cares. Uh, But now people... I was at Costco the other day, and it was like almost like violently saying... The cashier was like, Merry Christmas! Like, almost like a gotcha kind of way. It was very strange. And so I was more than happy to say, Happy Holidays! And uh, and it happened to be the first day of Hanukkah, too. So it's like, why... You know, it's it's actually not Christmas today. It's it's Hanukkah. So, uh, yeah, purely out of spite... Uh, I've, I've switched from saying Merry Christmas to Happy Holidays and in the hopes that amongst the recipients of my seasonally appropriate greeting will be an enraged war on Christmas imbecile uh, so in case you were wondering uh, it's pettiness pettiness is the fuel that keeps old Johnny Boy's fires burning during this and every holiday season which I, I doubt is uh, I doubt that that's exactly a twist ending for many of you out there who have been listening to this podcast and or know me personally over these many years. So, anyways, with that, I say to you, Happy Holidays, <laughs> you fuckers! Uh, and that's my those are my shots fired in the war on Christmas. Happy Holidays to all, and to all a good December. All right, that's it. I'm done. This is this is the end for the year. Have a great. Have a great holiday, everyone. And, oh, what the hell. Merry Christmas. Because it is Christmas Eve. And Santa Claus comes tonight. You know who else comes tonight? Cliffy. While he's watching the Oslo Girls Choir. So join us, won't you? Alright, I'm done. I'm out of here. Happy, merry, blah, blah, blah. See you next time. Later, Gators. Gators.